What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding the finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and Brett Proved and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, author of Global Search Engine Marketing, and co-founder of the world's largest consortium of digital marketing companies. Together, we're serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hello, Ann. What's on your mind today? Hi, Jillian. Today we have a very special guest, Evelyn Bushatsky, who is co-founder of One Way Ventures, which is a VC fund for investing in startups by immigrants exclusively. Um, welcome, Evelyn, to CEO Coach. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. We're delighted to have you. So tell us, Evelyn, about One Way Ventures and why you started it. Uh, what was this business opportunity for you and your co-founders that you've discovered? Sure. Um, so One Way Ventures is a seed stage tech fund based in Boston, like you said, for immigrants by immigrants. And we launched it in uh, November of last year. So it's been less than a year. It's a new fund. Why we started, uh, certainly there is a business opportunity and there's also the philosophical side of it. As far as the business opportunity, uh, we uh, know that a lot of funds uh, focus on a certain vertical. Some focus on robotics or clean tech, biotech, whatever it is. We decided to focus on a certain persona, a certain type of individual, the immigrant founder, somebody for uh, whom the immigration experience was very formative, which also is a very entrepreneurial experience, turns out to be. Um, so we looked into our backgrounds as investors, uh, myself uh, being director of Techstars for three years, and we noticed that about two-thirds of the teams that we selected after a very uh, rigorous process uh, ended up being uh, founded by immigrants. 
uh, without us uh, wanting to be that way in, in particular. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. It just uh, happened that way. And in looking at Samyon's uh, track record as an angel, uh, having invested in 113 companies, um, he also noticed that the top uh, 10 companies in his portfolio were founded by immigrants. And looking at the statistics in general, uh, we also uh, saw that uh, despite one quarter of the VC-backed companies being founded by immigrants, more than half of the unicorns uh, were founded by immigrants. So all those numbers together, together uh, just gives a clear picture that there is money to be made here with these set of uh, people. Um, for the, all the attributes associated with uh, a typical immigrant founder. Um, so that's the, 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 a little bit of one piece of the story that made us uh, go into this kind of business. So, Evelyn, what attributes do you find in the uh, immigrants that make them uh, have this uh, propensity to be successful. Uh, what what kind of attributes do they do? You find that they have that might be unique to being an immigrant. Sure. Uh, so uh, we have to to think that uh, the person who actually decides to leave a home country and go to another country, right there, there's a selection bias, right? Uh, it's not just any person that goes through that process. Uh, you know, give the leap of faith to to leave your uh, your home and go into a new territory, new language, new culture, new ways of doing business. So it's a certain set of people from anywhere that does that to start with. And then as you go through the process and you, and you come to the U.S., uh, then obviously you have to deal with a lot of ambiguity, a lot of changes, and that adds to the character. Um, and also, you don't necessarily count on uh, safety nets. So you tend to, to develop the do-or-die attitude to anything because it is, in certain cases, exactly like that, and literally like that. Um, so you develop ability to uh, cope with change, the grit, the determination, um, the uh, extensive, uh, the tremendous drive to succeed. And also, you tend to um, work with very limited resources in a very optimized way. So uh, this crappiness is typically associated with uh, the immigrant founder as well. Uh, do a lot with very little. And those are all... Uh, positive things to have as an entrepreneur. The grit, determination, scrappiness, uh, drive, and uh, ability to cope with change. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. You just described a perfect entrepreneur. So in the time that you have, I know you're a new fund, um, in the time that you have been in operation, about how many deals have you done? We have uh, done eight deals, seven companies and one fund, and we are about to close on another two this week. So in total, uh, 10, 
sent you so far. So before that's we take almost, uh, I'm sorry, you were ahead. saying in? Uh, that's almost one a month. That's quite a yes. good uh, pace. Yeah, that's quite the clip. And you said you were in the seed stage. Um, about what is the average uh, funding that uh, One Way Ventures offers? Between three hundred thousand and one point five million dollars. That's right, the typical so, uh, check size for us. That's pretty perfect, right? Right in that sweet spot between the Angel and Series A. So. Um, as you go through this uh, uh, due diligence process and so on, uh, when we come back from the break, I hope you will share a bit of the due diligence process. We certainly understand the persona you're looking for, uh, but is there a particular field that you also tend to invest in? Perhaps not by design, because I know you're focused on persona rather than verticals, but I wondered, of the investments made, are most of them in a particular sector? Did it just turn out that way? Yes. Uh, there is a theme, uh, like you said, not by design, but most of our companies are in machine learning and AI. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it's just going to be the case for most VCs now. It's just one of those the booming sectors that is going to be ubiquitous. Uh, you will find AI in just about anything. Uh, so it's normal for us to have more deal flow and more interest in that than anything else. And Mm -hmm. indeed, that's the case for our portfolio right now. That makes sense. So, as we uh, kind of wrap up this particular session, uh, I'd like to say when we come back, uh, we'd like to talk about what you do in your due diligence process. And uh, maybe we can also talk about the fact that so many of the investments in traditional uh, equity are focused on particular sectors. And we can discuss why. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's, that's great, Evelyn. Um, so we need to take a break for our sponsors, as Jillian just said. And after the break, we will uh, talk more about investing in immigrants with Evelyn Bushatsky of One Way Ventures. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Welcome back to CEO Coach. Uh, Jillian and I are talking today about investing in startups founded by immigrants with Evelyn Bushatsky of One Way Ventures. Uh, Jillian, before the break, you had uh, some questions that you wanted to explore with Evelyn about due diligence. So take it away. Absolutely. So, uh, let, yeah, let's talk about a bit about one-way ventures due diligence process. Um, does it differ in any way from traditional VCs? Or once you have selected the persona, now you're doing due diligence as any venture capital firm would do? That's right. That's the case. Um, I guess the only difference, like you said, is we need to hear the founder story and understand if that aspect of immigration played a big role in the way he or she functions. But after that, the process is very similar to any other VC. Now, uh, we lead and follow. If we lead an investment, then the diligence is much more rigorous. So we talk to customers, uh, we no, we look into the financial model. We go into uh, deep detail. We talk to the whole team multiple times and so on. If we follow an investment, then we tend to reuse a lot of the diligence done by the lead investor. So it's a much shorter uh, cycle in that case. That makes sense. How long does it take to do due diligence when you lead the round? Uh, we like to have everything done in less than six weeks. Okay, so that's an awful lot of uh, data to be gathered in just a short period of time. Um, so again, for our listeners who are trying to understand how VCs look at a deal, um, we're going to dig in a little bit about the kind of data you gather during those six weeks. You talked a little bit about looking at financial models. Uh, explain a little what a, a venture, excuse me, what a founder would have to bring to your group uh, when you say, "All right, we're in due diligence now. We'd like to see your financial." model. What do you expect a founder to send you? He, this is a very polarizing question, actually. Um, a lot of uh, VCs out there will tell you that if an investor asks for the financial model, run away as fast as you can, right? Um, I am not on that camp. I'm on the camp that uh, it's not so much about the numbers themselves, which obviously will change as you learn about the business. After all, we are in seed stage. But it's about the way the founder thinks of the future. To me, a financial model is really uh, a framework to put together all the uh, strategies that you have for the business. So, for example... Uh, if you're saying, okay, I will reach a certain milestone in terms of traction by uh, next year with the money I'm raising, then how exactly you think you're going to do that? Uh, then I, I look at it, the way the financial model was uh, built. Was it top down or bottom up? Uh, do you really have a deep understanding uh, of the field you're acting do you have domain expertise to say, okay, uh, for this much action, for example, for this many uh, salespeople, I will get this much conversion that will translate into this many contracts and this kind of uh, revenue level. That's domain expertise. That's understanding what you're after. 
Uh, it may change, of course, as you go, but going through the exercise of putting together that financial model, which is basically an Excel sheet uh, with uh, projections on revenues and costs, uh, it tells me how you think. So to me, it's, uh, it's way beyond just uh, understanding uh, how big is this business going to get. It's more about how is uh, the founder managing the business? How is uh, the founder planning to manage the business? Uh, in terms of also headcount, uh, what kind of a team are you bringing? Uh, what kind of people at what level at what point? This is all answered by looking at the financial model. That makes very good sense. Uh, before we leave this discussion of financial models, you discussed the differences between bottom-up thinking and top-down thinking in this particular sector. I wondered if you could give an example to our listeners so that they know what you mean by bottom-up thinking. Uh, you mentioned, for example, I need this many visitors to get this many sales, to get this much revenue, and so on. We would talk about that as uh, bottom-up when you look at something and you say, all right, this is a top-down thinker, what kind of information did you get that said, ah, oh, top-down thinking? Top-down thinking would be like, okay, the market is this big and I'm going to get 10% of the market. That's a typical mm -hmm. uh, top-down and I am not fond of it. Uh, I mean, how? It doesn't answer the question as to how. It doesn't show your understanding of the market uh, and that, it's just too uh, arbitrary and, and abstract uh, I and am an, and very fond of bottom up and I another agree. thing that's, that's really missing from that discussion and that kind of top down thinking which gosh Jillian you and I have seen this so many times um, with the founders coming mm -hmm. in and doing just that saying it's you know it's a huge addressable market we're going to get 2% the one piece that I see that's really missing in that kind of discussion is what is the cost of acquiring that 10%? Like, as Evelyn said, how many people do you need to put? Uh, how, do you, how do you build a team? What technology do you have to support to get to that? And I think those are all questions. Uh, I th Evelyn, we are so on board with the bottom-up thinking. Mm -hmm. We're glad to hear you say that. Yeah. I kind of believe that we need both uh, when you when you really think about it. Uh, you want to know really what is the size of the market and you want the founder to really understand where they sit in an ecosystem. So I do like to see that a founder understands I've got, you know, uh, I don't know, one billion people doing something and I reasonably can get this many, uh, you know, this much percentage of it. Uh, when uh, somebody walks in and says, well, we can get 500,000 users and I'm thinking, great, but there's only a million in the whole world, uh, we have a problem right? So I want them to look at it from both angles, but I totally agree. The real meat of this conversation lies in the bottom-up thinking. So as we move on a bit, we've got a few more minutes in this segment of our show. Um, what do you see uh, when you look at all the information you've received on the table? Uh, if you were to lay out an entire project, if you will, you know, your six weeks worth of stuff, 
what do you care about and what do you kind of don't worry about, you know? Um, I guess a bit about the top down, you know, once you've kind of carved the numbers, yeah, we kind of don't care. You certainly do care about cost per acquisition of consumers, uh, whether it's B2B or B2C. Um, certainly, I think we all look at things like um, uh, the retention, uh, whether there is a, a churn rate already if we're funding a company that already has, uh, you know, a significant history of acquiring customers and so on. Uh, do you worry about things like pivoting, um, you know, that there has been a pivot or there will be or something? What is it that concerns you as you look at these things? Uh, long story short, I would say uh, ability to execute and big idea would be the two things I would look at. Um, it has to be, uh, for me at least, uh, intellectually challenging for me. Um, so things that really can be a game changer and uh, the people that can make it happen. And how do you judge that? By the way, uh, the, the, by the team dynamics and by their achievements so far in whatever areas. It could be in previous startups. It could be in academia. It could be in life in general. They, they, it's, it's good to, to see a uh, validation of ex ability to execute. Now, to a lesser, much lesser extent, I do uh, also think of uh, why now. Uh, I've had in the portfolio of my previous portfolio, not uh, one way, but previous, uh, founders that were indeed uh, visionaries and they were right about the things that they were saying and predicting and wanting to do, but just not the right time. They were just too early into that. Uh, the world was not ready for that vision yet. Uh, and uh, and it's just uh, out of luck. Uh, it, yeah. it gets there, but it's not going to be you. It's going to be somebody else. Um, so, but, but that's the short answer. That makes sense, and I think uh, an awful lot of VCs look at the same sort of thing. We look at the timing. Um, I believe it was, uh, no, I, I guess maybe it was first round capital. I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly somebody asked, you know, among all the things that uh, will be indicators of success of an investment in the portfolio, what was the most powerful? And it wasn't about having capital. It wasn't about team. It wasn't about culture. It was about an idea whose time had come. So that does seem to be the number one. And I think that's very difficult for many founders who have this vision very early. Um, and they have to realize that perhaps they have to sit on it on their thumbs or they will not be the ones that bring it to market, but they will be the people who pave the road. So that's pretty tough stuff. Yeah. As heartbreaking as Absolutely. it might be. I, yes. It's yeah, also I mean, heartbreaking, we but we can you well, save this for after the break? Because we have to take one more break now. And when we come back, we'd love to hear about a particular story about a particular founder that you think will illustrate uh, the kind of points that you've been making um, as we talk to you. So this okay, is CEO great. Coach, and we'll be right back with Evelyn Bushatsky of One Way Ventures. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. 
empowering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Jillian and I are talking today with Evelyn Bushatsky of One Way Ventures, which is a VC fund, a fairly new one, that invests exclusively in immigrant founders. Uh, Evelyn, before the break, uh, you were talking about the attributes and what you look for and about timing. And I think you have a couple of stories to share, at least one, about some of your founders. Yes, I was going to say we had uh, in our previous portfolio a founder into the 3D printing uh, space who uh, already five years ago was talking about um, customized uh, printing at home uh, where you actually print your shoes and you go out and it becomes disposable and so on, which uh, it, was, it was interesting, but completely off timing uh, five years ago. Now I get articles from Nike saying that they're planning to do exactly that. So so the entrepreneur had a hard time and went out of cash eventually. Uh, yet this is definitely coming. It was just bad timing. Too early. Mm-hmm. That makes good sense. Um, so I wonder if perhaps you have a kind of a success story uh, somewhere where uh, you have funded an entrepreneur where other VCs might not have seen the opportunity or perhaps they didn't even see it as the right team simply because the person was an immigrant. But you saw it and now you're seeing success. Um I, of course, in our portfolio now with One Way Ventures, it is too early to talk about success uh, since we launched uh, only about six months ago, uh, and we are playing in seed stage, uh, so so it's kind of hard to talk about success. Mm-hmm. But I can talk about a couple of portfolio companies um, that uh, absolutely it was somewhat of what you said. Uh, one of them is uh, Love Pop. Uh, it's a Boston-based company in the pop-up greeting cards uh, business. And uh, they came to us, actually, when we were still at Techstars. 
And I remember them coming uh, with eyes popping and nervous and panicking that they couldn't make payroll. They were still in school at Harvard Business School and worried about making payroll. Uh, and sure, uh, it's not very obvious to be uh, investing in a greeting card company these days, uh, these virtual days, right? Uh, so it wasn't very obvious for a lot of people. But we could see that these founders, one of them is from Germany, uh, were winners. It was just so clear that they were going to win. Um, so we brought them into Techstars, and now we invested from One Way Ventures in their Series B. And indeed, they just exploded. Uh, as I was coming to work today, I, I saw their advertising all over the subway here in Boston. And the sales have just exploded since then. Uh, they employ over a thousand people now, and this has been just uh, about three years. Uh, so that's so, one example that wasn't obvious. Yeah, I was going to say, yep. what was it about the founders that made you think? Now, wait a minute. In the time of the internet, we are going to invest in a paper company. These guys have the right idea. What made you think? Yep, they're onto something. Uh, it was obvious that uh, they had vision and passion and also that they were going to uh, do whatever it takes. Like uh, for when they applied to us, they did something unique, which is they submitted a video uh, of how they hacked into the Charles River Parade regatta here in Boston. They basically mm -hmm. uh, didn't have the license to do it. They, they were naval engineers two of them naval engineers, they put together a boat and hacked against all police uh, in the rules and so on and so forth, and they made it, and they were in the regatta with the most uh, glamorous boat. So mm -hmm. that says something about the founders. Uh, so uh, that was a you know, fun fact that made us look into, into those guys. Um, same thing with another portfolio company we have now, uh, Two uh, very, very young founders from Brazil. Back in Brazil, they, at 16 years old, both of them, uh, launched an online payments uh, system, and that went huge. At 19, they sold uh, quite big. Came to Boston uh, to talk to me, went to Stanford for a computer science program, dropped after six months. When they came to see me in Boston, I said, okay, whatever you launch next, I don't know what it is. I want to invest because I know it's going to get big. And indeed, they went to Stanford, dropped after six months. This was about a year and a half ago. Launched a new fintech company. And in a year, they just uh, now announced a round of $57 million um, to completely disrupt the uh, fintech space. Uh, starting with a credit card for startups. Now, uh, this is one of those cases that happen rarely, but do happen when you look at somebody and you know they're going to get big. Uh, and mm -hmm. it was the case for me. When they left my office, I said, I don't know what you're starting next, but I want to be in uh, because I know it's going to get huge. 
So, so they, wait, uh, so I you mean, invested it, here in this particular case, um, and, and I've heard this before. I heard this actually uh, when I was founding Moz with my eldest son. We also had people who would meet him and say, I don't know what you're building. You don't need to tell me. But when you do, I want a seat at the table. They wanted to invest in him. And you just did the same thing with another couple of folks here. So what was it about these individuals? Was it their past success or was it something else where you said, no, these are not one dog ponies. These guys are going to do it again. The level of confidence, I could tell on them the level of confidence. Uh, and of course, I took into consideration their previous success, which was very unique. Uh, starting mm -hmm. an online payment system in a country like Brazil, that you know, it's a sizable economy, at the age of 16 and making it big and selling really, really well at 19, mm -hmm. you got to be unusual Absolutely. to do that. Uh, so that was, yeah, it was unusual, but, but just in meeting them, I could tell these people are winners. Absolutely. Uh, during our conversation, I could tell from the level of confidence that they, they just uh, passed. Okay. So, Emily, so clearly what? you have an eye for picking up talent, and I think that that is yeah. probably the greatest uh, attribute you bring to One Way Ventures. Unfortunately, we need to stop now. Um, before we go, could you just uh, let people know how to get in touch with you? Uh, very simple. They can uh, either contact our info at onewayec.com or myself directly. Evelyn, E-V-E-L-I-N-E, -E at onewayvc.com. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. This has been uh, really interesting and so instructive, and I hope that maybe in a year you'll come back and tell us some more success stories because they're just great. Wonderful, I'd be happy it. to. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. And that's it for us this week at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their ongoing support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can also find us at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.